Let's talk about Damon Severson and his pending unrestricted free agency. Obviously, Severson may have not been the best player for the Devils, but I think he improved in more ways than one. And where is Severson at in terms of his pending unrestricted free agency? Is he happy with the organization? Has he made a decision? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. It's been a crazy day in the Metropolitan Division. Ivan Provorov is making his way to the Columbus Blue Jackets, and in exchange, the Blue Jackets gave the Philadelphia Flyers their uh, 22nd pick in this year's NHL draft, and also the Flyers are getting a few players from the LA Kings. Uh, Also worth mentioning that a few days ago, the Columbus Blue Jackets hired Mike Babcock to be their next head coach. Oh, Godspeed, Johnny Goodrow. But, um, yeah, the craziness is starting to take place. Silly season has officially begun. But in today's episode, we're going to focus on something not so silly. We're going to address an elephant in the room, and that is Damon Severson and his future with the Devils organization. So in the first segment, I'm going to talk about his season in general. What did he approve upon? Because the advanced analytics show it. Severson did actually have a very productive season. And yes, the offensive numbers went down a little bit, but I think we saw it in the playoffs. Severson was skating really well, and it seems like he was coming into his own. And I was very impressed with his improvement and him willing to take a lesser role in order to make this Devils team successful. Then, obviously, I was able to get some sound bites from Severson a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to share some of those uh, sound bites in which he was talking about where his headspace was at. Has he begun contract negotiations? And then in the third and final segment, we I've been talking about silly season for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, here's some silly season discussion for the Devils, which is maybe just maybe you trade away Severson's negotiating rights in order to maybe get a mid draft pick or include Severson in a package and possibly get some sort of return because I'm sure the devils don't want to give up one of their longest tenure players for absolutely nothing. But uh, we'll talk once again, we'll talk about that towards the end of the episode. Let's talk about Severson's season in general. So I said the advanced analytics really justified as to how well Severson played this year because he was tops amongst NHL defensemen in offensive zone stick checks, defensive zone stick checks, shots for, chances for, high danger for, expected goals above replacement, and much more. So once again, I know a lot of people don't really want to focus so much on the advanced analytics, and quite honestly, I'm no exception to it, but I got to give credit where credit is due because the advanced analytics are showing that Severson is still a usable player, and his numbers are still respected amongst the NHL discourse, because once again, all those uh, categories I just listed, Severson was tops in a lot of those categories. And fun fact, because I believe Bryce Salvador and Erica Walker shared this in late March. At one point, Severson was actually leading 
the entire NHL defenseman for high danger for. So if, if it's any consolation, Severson definitely puts up some decent numbers in other categories, but I'm sure you guys don't want to just focus on that. Let's talk about some basic stats. So Severson appeared in 81 games. The one game he did not appear in was the game after the Philadelphia Flyers came to town in December because he had a bit of a boneheaded play that resulted in him getting scratched and Post game, Lindy Ruff was not too happy. He said that the play that costed the Devils the game, in which Severson gave up a a turnover to the Flyers, and they went down the other way on the two on one advantage, and they were able to get the game winning goal and come away victorious. Lindy Ruff said post game that was not even in the playbook, and he was very frustrated with Severson. Having spoken to Severson, he said he was just trying to make a play, but I think we all know how that story unraveled, and that was sort of punishment for Damon in that regard, but. Anyway, he appeared in 81 games. He had seven goals, 26 assists for a grand total of 33 points. So compared to last year, he had 11 goals, 35 assists for a grand total of 46 points. But here's some categories I want to focus on. Last year, his plus minus was negative 14. This season, it was plus nine. Now, some labels that people will give Severson is that He's a bit of a bonehead. He could sometimes be a liability. Sometimes he gets penalties at the most inopportune times. Well, last season, he had 57 minutes in the penalty box. And this year, he had 38. Last year, he had 92 blocks. This year, he had 115. And in terms of giveaways, while we're on that subject of him being a bit of a bonehead, last season, he had 63. This year, he had 41 improving his hands a little bit and his decision-making. But at the end of the day, yes, Severson was all those things in the past. He's a bonehead. He could sometimes be a liability. I remember a couple games last year, he got penalties at the most inopportune times, and sometimes he still does that. But the one thing I want to say for Severson is that he was a dynamic player this year because I know we label Severson as a two-way defenseman, and he still very much is. But I give him his props for basically taking sort of a backseat role because if you guys recall last year, Dougie Hamilton was injured for a good chunk of the year. So where was the offense going to generate on the defensive side of things? Severson definitely had to step into that role a little bit. But now since the Devils were, for the most part, healthy this year, they had to uh, basically spread it out a little bit. Sometimes we saw Severson on the top defensive line pairing. Sometimes we saw him paired alongside with Kevin Ball, basically, and Severson admitted this himself. It was sort of a revolving door, but he was able to adapt to it. And once again, the offensive numbers did go down. But at the same time, the advanced analytics show and some other basic stats I'm sure you guys want to focus on, it definitely demonstrated that Damon was able to approve of this season and he definitely made a decent name for himself because this year, I don't think we really complained that much about Severson being a bonehead and on the topic of players who disappointed in the playoffs. I don't think Severson was one of those players and Chrissy Flannery of the hockey news. She tweeted out at one point during the playoffs that uh, Damon Severson and Kevin ball was the most consistent defensive pairing at one point for the devils. And, and that was during the Rangers series in which the Devils were able to overcome a 2-0 deficit and beat the Rangers in seven. I believe that defensive line pairing of Kevin Ball and Damon Severson was sometimes overlooked because they're not generating the offense. But we talked about this for Kevin Ball, and we need to talk more about this for Damon Severson. They were able to shut down the fort at times in order to make sure that the Rangers did not set up shop in the offensive end 
And once again, Severson approved in the blocks category. He brought down his penalty minutes and his giveaways was less compared to last year as well. Now, I'm sure you don't want to just hear my reactions to Damon Severson and his season. I had the chance once again to ask him how he felt like his impact was utilized throughout the course of the season and also the playoffs. Here's what he told me. I know we think of you as an offensive mind defenseman, but obviously with someone like Dougie Hamilton, he provides a lot of the scoring on the defensive side of things, but you were still able to make a great impact. And we saw the, uh, you paired alongside with Kevin Ball during the course of the playoffs. You guys seem to be very consistent. I just want to get your thoughts on how your role was with this team and how did the season go from your perspective? Yeah, I thought we, you know, personally, I got better throughout the season. Um, you know, as a team, we got better throughout the season. And uh, you mentioned a couple names I've played with uh, throughout the season. I kind of had a bit of a rotating door as a, as a partner, um, but that's just part of the season injuries and everything that plays into it. Um, it just everything was just on a, we, we went up, we didn't go down. We didn't really have too many of those big dips and um, just an overall season. It was a success in the regular season. And it just made it a lot more fun getting a chance to have game seven against our rivals, um, beating them. And then, uh, you know, unfortunate loss to Carolina, obviously, in the second round. But uh, overall, I would call this season a step in the right direction for sure. But the ultimate goal is to win the Stanley Cup. And unfortunately, we're breaking up today and not, uh, you know, going all the way. But that's the for everybody's goal and uh, work towards that. Severson was a very decent player for the Devils this year. If I've said it once, I've already said it a thousand times. But I talked about in the beginning of the episode that we have to address the elephant in the room. And the fact of the matter is simply this. Severson is about to enter uncharted territory and the Devils are going to have to make a tough business decision. Now, what do I mean by that? We'll talk about that momentarily. But first, let me tell you guys about eBay Motors. So for a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs a fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know what part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is named the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items, exclusions apply. Okay, Severson is now at the end of his six-year, $25 million contract with the Devils, and he was paid annually of $4.16 million. And obviously, Severson has sort of caused some controversy because if you guys recall a few months back when the Devils first acquired Timo Meyer, Severson spoke with Ryan Novozinski and said that he didn't want to see someone like Jesper Bratt get slighted because Meyer's a restricted free agent now. Same with Bratt. And he was a little concerned as to how the front office will go about it because he knows it's not going to be just choose one. He knows that both of them, uh, mo more likely than not, do want to remain with the organization and want to see their fair payday. But that kind of irks some of the devil's discourse a little bit because people are like, while that is true, Severson should only really worry about himself because if the devils have to make a move financially, Severson will be the first one to go. Now, once again, had the chance to 
talk with Damon Severson a couple weeks ago, and Novo actually asked him, like, what's uh, the situation looking like now that he is set to become an unrestricted free agent? Severson gave his answer, and here's what he had to say. Any early thoughts on, on free agency? Obviously, UFA this year. Yeah, I'm a UFA. Uh... That's all I can really tell you. I, I don't know. Like it's so it's so fresh. Like it's it's we just we should have been playing tonight. Really is the way I'm looking at it. So um, it's unfortunate that I'm sitting in the stall and not putting my gear on, uh, getting ready to you know go for a game today. But um, it's free agent season in July, and I don't know if something will happen before then. I just I have no answers today for you. If I did, I'd tell you, but um, no answers at all. Have the ex meetings and then uh, go from there. And, and I have an agent in place to take care of the contractual stuff whenever that, that comes about. Okay, so I did a bit of a follow up question because I wanted to see where his headspace was at. Obviously, he was very diplomatic in his response. He didn't want to say anything controversial because he knows what happened the last time that happened. But uh, I, I, once again, I just wanted to see where his headspace was at and see if he has any like strong feelings either way about how the direction might go for the Devils organization. Check it out. I know you mentioned uh, in the past about uh, Jesper Bratt and the Timo Meyer deal. And now since uh, you're entering free agency and also their uh, RFAs, I just want to know what, where your headspace is at as, like you said, July might get a little hectic, especially with uh, the amount of personnel that the Devils might try to resign. Yeah, Fitzy's got a lot of work to do for sure, just um, with contracts, and that's part of the business. But um, that's, you know, again, not for me to worry about. They got a big management staff here to take care of that. So I got a lot of good buddies in this team, and, and a few of them are RFAs, and some of them have contracts, some of them don't. So it's uh, it's all part of the business. We're all excited just to kind of see what happens, and, you know, whether we're all on the same team again or, or not, um, that's to be seen. But we're all just kind of looking forward to the process and seeing how it all plays out. So my thoughts are simply this, which is this is going to be a weak free agency compared to last year. Damon Severson is going to get paid because he's a solid defenseman. He's still relatively young. He's not the youngest, but he's 28 years old. Obviously, he has some experience of being a leader. He was one of the Devils' alternate captains not too long ago, and and his numbers, while there's nothing really all that impressive, they're still very solid because I'm sure a lot of teams would like to have someone like Damon Severson on their roster, but it's going to be tough on both sides. So for the front office, I'm sure they would like to bring back Damon Severson, but like I said, with how the free agency pool is looking uh, this year, they know that Damon Severson more likely than not is going to be given a, a fair payday. And unfortunately the devils cannot match that. And something else you have to factor in is that Luke Hughes is on the rise. Kevin Ball is on the rise. Shimon Nemetz is on the rise and more likely than not will make the opening night roster. And unfortunately for Severson it's like, I don't think he's going to be willing to take a huge pay cut to remain with the devil's organization. I'm sure he does want to win, but sometimes you got to just like chase the bag in this case. And for Severson, I wouldn't fault him at all if he signs a big contract elsewhere. And then on the side for Damon Severson, like I just said, why waste this opportunity? Because this is a good chance for Severson to once again get paid in a market that falls into his favor. And uh, and why would he want to take a pay cut to remain with the Devils organization? Like I said, I'm sure there's no ill feelings towards the organization or similar to what he alluded to 
But at the same time, you do have to just think about the fact that the time has come for Severson to move on from the organization and just uh, start elsewhere. Now, unlike Mackenzie Blackwood, he didn't give like a clear indicator that he'll go where the opportunity is. I'm sure he would like to remain with the Devils organization. I'm sure at the time when we were speaking to him, he was just trying to take a couple days to process it because he even said it in one of those sound bites, which is that he wanted, he expected for the Devils to be playing that 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 day because uh, exit interviews took place on a Saturday, which theoretically would have taken place the same night as Game Six had the Devils won Game Five. So that was definitely on his mind. But at the same time, I think that now that time has passed a little bit. I think Severson is starting to realize that there's a better opportunity out there for himself, his family, his playing career. And similar to Mackenzie Blackwood, I just don't think that opportunity is going to be here in New Jersey, but not, not in the same sort of context as Blackwood, because for Blackwood, he's just not going to get any playing time because in front of him now is Vitek Vancek and Akira Schmidt. We saw it during the Stanley cup playoffs. As for Damon Severson, he will play, but at the same time, it's just like, his role is not going to be, I'm sure, where he would like it to be. I'm sure if he was more than happy to take a back seat since the Devils were winning at the time, but I'm sure he would like somewhat of a bigger role to better utilize his skill set because, once again, every category that I listed in segment one, he had some very positive impact for this team and roster. There's a reason why he was only scratched for one game, and that was just as a punishment for making such a boneheaded play as a veteran on this roster. And this is what I talk about. Business decisions are going to have to be made. And this time it applies to both sides. So for Damon Severson, go where the opportunity is. And then for Tom Fitzgerald and company, it's just like, you got to look who's in the pipeline and you got to just look at the big picture. I don't think Severson is going to be willing to take a big pay cut, especially with the amount of players that are already signed long-term on this roster. But there's some other areas that I'm sure the Devils could focus on. But before we move on to the final segment, I had the chance to ask Severson what some of the goals are for him and his teammates. Here's what he had to share with me. I know you're a UFA, at, but I'm curious to hear, like, if, if you do come back, uh, what are some of the goals that you have for yourself and the team come uh, next season? I have no idea what uh, is going to happen in that aspect of things, but um, for the team, I think you know, the goal just remains to be a playoff team again, sustain the success we, you know, we had this year in this room. So uh, personally, I just try to get better every year. Um, I still feel like I'm, you know, on the up in my career. I'm not on the on the back nine quite yet, hopefully. So um, even though I'm considered a veteran guy and, uh, and a guy who's been around a while now, it's uh, still trying to get better every year, no matter what the, you know, the aspects of the game and always learning, always, uh, always trying to perfect the craft. The Devils will be back in the playoffs come next year. And I think Severson could definitely have a theoretically a, a strong contribution if he does in some way or another return. But at the same time, I just don't see a business aspect. I don't see much benefit for Severson if you were to sign a team friendly deal, especially with the market, how it is and how sought after he's going to be once free agency begins. So once again, this is new territory for Severson because for the first time in his career, he's an unrestricted free agent. He's not a restricted free agent. He's an unrestricted free agent. But there's something that's circling around, which is 
that the Devils could quite possibly trade his rights away because they know how sought after he's going to be. According to Alex Javansi, he tweeted out a couple days ago and said that Elliot Friedman stated during the second intermission that the Devils could trade Damon Severson's negotiating rights. Now, you're probably wondering, wait a minute, he's set to become an unrestricted free agent. How would that happen? Well, here's the thing. The Devils own his rights until July 1st at noon. Uh, a, a recent example that I can give you guys is that Jonathan Bernier was traded away from the Detroit Red Wings to the Carolina Hurricanes, and he was set to become an unrestricted free agent. Obviously, the negotiations sort of fell through, and that's why Jonathan Bernier ended up signing a, what, like a two- or three-year deal with the Devils organization. Now, normally for like a one-for-one, if the Devils were to reach out to a team and say like, hey, uh, can we trade you Damon Severson's rights? It's not really going to be worth all that much. It's going to be worth like a late draft pick or something like that. So it's sort of like a low risk, but a possible high reward for the team you trade uh, Damon Severson's rights to. And normally, if you're the opposing team, you might want to make sure that Severson has mutual interest of signing with your organization because I know my buddies over at Locked On Red Wings, they recently did an episode centering around Damon Severson and could the Detroit Red Wings pursue him. Now, my thing is I saw the episode and I was intrigued by it. And I even reached out to them. I was like, could I offer you a package deal? Because once again, a one-for-one deal with Damon Severson is not going to get you all that much. But if you include it in some sort of package, maybe you could get something out of it. It's something that I alluded to when discussing Jesper Bratt. And if the negotiating talks reaches an impasse of some sorts, maybe Fitzgerald will be open to trading away Bratt's rights because he's a restricted free agent. Maybe you could get a first round draft pick as a result of that. But for, for Severson, you can do the same thing because once again, Severson solid, not spectacular, but we just saw the, the blue jackets trade away their 22nd overall pick in this year's NHL draft for Ivan Provorov, which I don't know what they were thinking in, that regard. So I'm sure if you included Severson in some sort of package, like maybe a prospect or two that maybe the devils don't really need because the devils have a pool of good prospects, but unfortunately they're not going to be given an inch of breathing room at the NHL level, just given how good the devils are and how stacked the roster is for the time being. So once again, it's sort of like the Timo Meyer trade, which is you, you just trade away people not named Shimon the Mets, Luke Hughes, or maybe Alexander Holtz. I'm open to trading away Alexander Holtz, but not for a draft pick. I don't think that would make much sense. But for for Damon Severson, it's like uh, the Detroit Red Wings, they have the 17th overall pick in this year's NHL draft. And maybe like Tom Fitzgerald has alluded to the fact that he would like to trade for maybe a first round draft pick or he's open to it. So I see that the Red Wings, 17th overall pick in the draft, once again, one of their picks. You could maybe say, look, I'll give you the rights to Damon Severson and a prospect of some sorts, just not named Nemish or Hughes, and maybe uh, the Devils can get their first-round draft pick because, once again, and it's something I've been talking about the last year or so, which is the Devils are going to have to be open to the fact that they're going to lose one of their longest-tenure players and they're probably not going to get much out of it because Severson is going to be an unrestricted free agent. He's going to be highly sought after. And that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. And 
come the trade deadline. Obviously, Meyer did not sign an extension with the San Jose Sharks. So it Severson was safe for the time being because had Meyer did sign that lengthy extension, the Devils were going to have to get a third team involved to possibly trade away Severson and get some money off the books in order to afford to add Meyer to their roster. So for Severson, could we tr- could we see the Devils trade away his rights? I'd say it's quite possible, especially with how the market is. And I'm sure some teams are going to be intrigued by maybe the, the contributions of Severson. I know I talked to my guys over at Locked On Senators a few months ago, and I said, like, I could offer you Damon Severson for, I forget what player we were talking about, for so-and-so player. And they were like, done, done. Well, we, we could take that. So maybe you can include Severson in a package deal to the Ottawa Senators for some sort of player. I don't think it'll be Alex DeBrincat, but just putting some ideas out there because once again, silly season has taken a huge turn in the Metro. And I think the devils are definitely going to participate in it sooner rather than later. Just don't know when, but in terms of Severson and his rights getting traded away seems unlikely, but at the same time, maybe you could just get something out of it. But if it's a one-for-one type of deal, don't expect much. But if it's a package deal of some sorts, that could be more intriguing. So once again, just looking at the sound bites for Severson, he seems just unsure of himself for a time being. And I think he knows the inevitable is going to happen, especially with the money he is projected to make. And the Devils, I just I just don't think they can afford to re-sign him long-term especially with how the market is going to look like for Severson. So leave your comments down below if you're watching on YouTube. What are your thoughts on Damon Severson and this season? Did you think that his contribution was good enough? Did you still think he was a bonehead? If you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.